Hello, and welcome to Why Do the Weirdos Travel Us, the D&D podcast set in the world of Seattle. I'm your Dungeon Master, Gabby, and joining me as always are Eddie playing Tibble, Mitch playing Neris, Jake playing Fishman, and Laura playing Rue. Let's jump into it. What are you doing at this stage? Um, <clears throat> so Neris is going to sort of continue his study, uh, but through an alternative method of uh, gaining information, which is the dreaded uh, verbal communication with other people, <laughs> otherwise known as socializing. Um, <clears throat> so Neris is, um, after sort of studying his notes for a little while, um, he is going to want to have a chat to the, uh, the two guest members who have, uh, jumped up onto the boat so they can get a, a feel of like who they are, if their stay is pleasant, if they've got any, you know, uh, interesting secrets that might bode ill for anyone on the ship, um, things like that. Um, so Neris would very much like to, um, find uh, Eldrin, Adventure of Forbray. Um, and just sort of, I'm not sure if uh, Mr. Forbray has taken to exploring the ship or is walking on deck on a particularly nice day. Um, but if he does, um, Neris would much rather... Um, find him in the open rather than going yeah. to his uh going to his room all right um yeah it's reasonably easy enough to find him um he he does spend some time kind of holed up in his uh his cabin mm-hmm. but he also um he, he understands the importance of uh getting some sun and fresh air um and so yeah he can he can be found on deck from time to time okay um <clears throat> cool so neris yeah. will um will approach um explorer forbray ah, yes it is a Lovely day. Indeed. Now that the small talk is concluded, uh, I would wonderful. I would like to um, speak with you on a little bit more detail now that we are not in fear of our lives um, about your exploration of the island. If you have a free moment, what do you wish to know? Well, I was. Um, I am, of course, um, a budding arcane researcher myself. Uh, I would very much like to um, know if you found anything. You said you study um, animancy, was it? Uh, yes, yes. Um, there is this... The force of Animath uh, is particularly potent 
upon uh, Ashrin. It's not the only place with such potency, but it was one that I found was uh, relatively unresearched. I decided to venture out there and see what I could find. And what did you find? Why, why is there such a strong pull towards that particular style of magic? Well, I have theories. I've yet to um, compare it to my notes back home. But uh, how much do you know of animancy? To be perfectly honest, they don't really teach it very much in um, any normal texts these days. So um, anything that I do know is um, from research of my own. You never, never would be expected to learn it from normal texts. It's not something that is delved into much outside of the Isles. Um, it is present, certainly, outside of the Isles, but nowhere near as much. Uh, as it is here. There are some who worship it much, much as if it were a deity. Um, others who see it much as a magical force. Others see it potentially as an additional school of magic of overlapping with others in much the same way as other schools. My studies, or at least my interpretations of them, suggest the latter option, more likely. Though, potentially, um, with elements of the religious aspect as well. Interesting. So you would say that this particular branch, if you would call it that, of magic is less a studyable school of magic itself and more bridging that gap between the arcane and the divine. I mean... I... The gap between the arcane and the divine is not as hard set as we would believe it to be. It is simply a way of accessing the means of alteration uh, of, of willing um, magic in one way or another. Um, the approach that arcane practitioners take tends to be very different to the approach that divine practitioners will take, but at the end of the day they are not entirely incompatible. Um, they're just drawing from the same well with different buckets. Do you believe through 
extension of that, that study of the divine could improve one's relationship with the arcane. There are ways in which that could be so. It it is difficult to tell, really. Um, there are ways in which um, placing a focus on the divine will inhibit your ability. Um, your eventual ability, your potential for the arcane, uh, simply because there is only so much time. But there is no reason why one could not deftly weave the uh, the threads of arcane and divine ability seamlessly. An interesting topic for further studies. Potentially. It is indeed. Well, <clears throat> enough about your work. I apologize. I have... Uh, <clears throat> You are here just trying to travel back. Um, what are you planning on doing when you uh, return? Do you have a, I assume, while you are affiliated with the uh, heads of the Hydra, you are not directly tied to them? I'm not, no. Um, I will make sure that your extra funds are uh, provided. But uh, after that, I will synthesize my notes um, and decide from there. Um, of course, in the first few days, if you uh, so desire to um, take some uh, time to visit and I could... Uh, See to it that you might be rewarded with some uh, particular arcane knowledge. Um, then you are welcome to come, but how long I will be remaining in Ankhtha, I cannot promise. I cannot say with certainty. Of course. Uh, well, uh... <clears throat> My duties first and foremost are obviously to the uh, this ship and its crew. However, if there is any form of <clears throat> availability in my schedules, I would love to be of some form of assistance to further our combined knowledge. This is good to hear. And, of course, I realize uh, the skill sets of yourself and the skill sets of those on board the Polaris. Um, essentially, if um, 
well, if you need any assistance from us, please be um, sure to contact. I know that on the Venn diagram of the two of us, you are just seeing two circles, but we are more than happy to assist if our duties allow us. Uh, thank you for your offer. Do you have any further queries? Well, I do not at the time being. However, I would um, greatly appreciate um, the opportunity to read um, any of your published works. If uh, I'm not sure if you have any at the current moment or um, the ones that you are currently working on, I would be more than happy. Uh, I would be delighted to have the opportunity to read your studies. I would be delighted to hear your thoughts on them. Well, <clears throat> enjoy the weather. And Neris is just kind of like do like a little little half step and kind of like square up his shoulders a little bit and like do the awkward little like we've kind of ended the conversation sort of maybe i does, is there a response no i should just go and then there's like a little three step and he leaves <clears throat> um <clears throat> naris will then write down his notes in one of his many books that he has um and will then also go and find the other guest member of our ship uh rue friday Where might Neris find this individual? Um, so Rue is probably um kind of uh it's only been a couple of days so far like, into this journey. Um and Rue has spent a lot of time up on the deck looking at the like this this the sea. Just with a lot of like this air of curiosity. Um but Rue's also been taking very seriously the job of making sure a bullet doesn't eat everything, including the, 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 the ship. <laughs> um, and so, um, and also Rue's very aware that even though we're like the, I believe it's a giant folk crew member, there's a lot of people, like crew members of all different heights and sizes. Rue's very aware that they're very bit tall and ungainly um, and um, sort of like hunched over. Um, so like they're again sort of like, um, I guess for better better use of the term idling near their room um <laughs> um but they're, they're just staring out at like this little porthole um out into the sea i presume the weather is fair because that's where <laughs> these lads have just had their chat um but rouge is kind of like looking out and um it doesn't seem to be a purpose, but you like Neris would already notice from what little he's noticed of Rue that Rue just doesn't move very much um or awkwardly shuffle when they're like waiting to end a conversation or anything like that. They'll just stand there, um, very motionless. Um, so yeah, sort of that first floor down near Ru the quarters that Rue has been sharing with Ham. Um, just looking out the porthole there, um, almost motionless. The lights are sort of like bouncing, even though it's like, you know, it'd be well, quite well lit, there'd be lanterns. The lights of his eyes are sort of bouncing around the, um, that's that sort of narrow hallway, I guess. 
highlighting the dark. Um, so Neris will um, sort of wander around for a little bit. Um, he does this every now and then. He'll do like laps of the ship um, to see how everyone's doing. Um, more watching rather than anything else, but we'll also like um, ask a bunch of questions instead of giving instruction. He has been on ships in a lot of different capacities for several years. Um, so he doesn't help as much as ensure that the correct answer is, the, the right conclusion is come to from the individual, basically in their own terms. Um, Neris is wandering with a purpose though, so he is tr actively trying to find Rue, and after a little bit of wandering and realising that Rue's not going to sort of come out, um, and Neris will then go to Rue. Um, excuse me. Rue sort of turns its head quite sharply to look at Nerez and sort of the lights sort of snap behind his eyes, sort of like snap into more brightness. Um, he kind of inclines his head down. Oh, Nerez. I apologise for disturbing you. Um, however, I was hoping we could have a bit of a talk. A conversation, of course. How can I be of assistance? Do you require anything? I understand, of course, there is an abundance of medics on board here, but I can help in any way. Do you need to alleviate any sort of burden? Talk about troubles? Well, I was hoping we could um, just converse if you would, uh, if you have a few moments. And Rue sort of like swivels around a bit more to like um, face Nerys properly. A conversation, like friends. Of course. I see. I would be delighted to, Nervous. Well, um, <clears throat> firstly, I am not, um, not certain if you have been out onto the decks, uh, this afternoon, but it is currently lovely weather. Oh, yes, it does appear to be. I'm still getting used to being on board something that is moving through the sea instead of looking out along the, the bay. Would you wish to walk up on the deck? I, perhaps it might be uh, <clears throat> nice to go for a little bit of a walk and uh, Neris will start to very uh, slowly, almost lazily, um, just kind of wander. Um, out and around as we're having this conversation. Rue kind of like turns, half turns towards their things, like just like sort of like nods at their room and then um, pockets something and then um, follows Nerys. Of course, what a wonderful suggestion. So you have, this is, I believe, the, um, well, the second day of uh, your uh, journey so far, how are you acclimatizing to life on the seas? It's interesting. We don't see too many ships coming and going on Acheron Island. 
but I have always watched with curiosity and wondered what it would be like on a ship. So, but to be on one in reality is quite different. It's quite marvelous, though. It's sort of like a grand, if you pardon the expression, it's sort of like a grand machine. Everyone's working together to make sure that this thing keeps floating and lives keep living and wheels keep turning. It's very impressive. You must be very proud of all your crewmates and your captain. They all do a, uh, a marvelous job. Everyone does their own bits to um, ensure that the running of this particular vessel is as smooth as it can possibly be. It's very impressive. I haven't seen anything like it myself before. This is just something you're used to, I suppose. Have you been on the seas for long, Mr. Nerys? I have, actually. I've been on the seas for, um, I believe, most of my life now. Um, Were you born on, on the seas? I was not, no. I was born uh, far away from here, and I travelled here to continue my research. You chose to leave for research? I find the quest for knowledge an interesting one. I think that's a good quest to have, a very grand one. I suppose we're on the same sort of quest, really. What, um, if you don't mind me asking, um, what knowledge do you seek? A great deal many things. I hope that if my mentor is still around, that I may find him. I wonder about things that I have found, the map I showed you. I wonder what life has been like beyond Acheron, and I am fast finding out. I wonder what has happened in the past. I have been... I am in search of a great deal many things, Mr. Nerus. There are some things that I do not understand about myself that perhaps I will also find. In any, in any case, the stones told me that it was time to leave, and that is what I have done. The stones told you? Yes. Not really. It was, of course, my choice. And then Rue kind of, like, um, reaches into the little pocket that, she, again, has, like, a scalpel, like, a little bunch of just, like, very cleanly kept, like, little medical tools and then just, like, pulls out, um, sort of, like, seems to reach into a pocket a bit, like, the pack in there, and then pulls out a very small piece of, like, sea glass. And like the light from like Rue's eye, like eyes, kind of like catches the sea glass um, in between the little claws, um, and they hold that sort of up as like probably the light from outside also starts to filter in. I ask questions of them sometimes, and they give me whispers of the future. It was just a nice thing that Ezra told me to do. He thought it would give me comfort, but they do be. Sometimes, I think. Perhaps it's destiny. 
if you believe in that sort of thing. I'm normally a man of science. Or something along those lines. What do you believe about destiny? My current iteration. I have wondered about destiny for quite a long time. I believe it is perhaps something that can be made. But it is something that we are not entirely in control of either. Destiny, I suppose, is to find that one final purpose in life. I would consider my purpose, my desire, to help people, to make them happy, to keep them well. As for my ultimate destiny, and what life's plans have for me, I do not know. What would you say yours would be, Mr. Nerys? Perhaps it is to find out. To seek. That is a good thing to do. What... If you don't mind me asking, I'd just like to get to know you a little bit better. Um, on the island, you used a small amount of magic. Yes. Are you particularly skilled with magic? At this point, we have now sort of lazily worked our way to the, the front of the ship. There doesn't appear to be any crew members, at least in our current area. Bruce sort of like this, it looks looks like, again, I mentioned earlier that like Rue doesn't do purposeless things. Rue looks kind of listless. Um, if they were fidgeting that this is what they're doing. Um, and the, like the light behind their eyes kind of dims a bit as they look, sort of like look away. They've been looking very intently at Neris the whole time they were talking. They kind of like look over the um, the ship almost as a way to distract themselves. And Rue's sort of like, I am not, I have a lot of magic, but I don't know a great deal about it. There is some finesse, of course, that I have learned with it, but, well, my mentor said to me, and perhaps you would understand more as someone who studies magic, that to know your magic is to know yourself, to unlock your full potential, and I don't know that. So, sometimes things go wrong, I suppose. But I'm sure there won't be a problem. Please do not fret yourself. I only use magic when I need to. When and you need to. Things have worked out so far. Have they? But the, the light again behind their eyes kind of dims more. Mostly. Everyone here as well. The monster is dead, I hope. And I am here. Yes, you are. And um, Neris looks over the ship a little bit. Um, sort of like looking where he is 
but actually making sure there's no crew members uh, directly nearby. Um, and Neris, we're essentially at the front of the ship mm. now. Neris will kind of lean on the banister. Um, and go, oh, actually, um, <clears throat> and sort of go through his bag um, and pull out a uh, his little divining orb and just kind of mm. look at it a little bit um, and then just take half a step to his left and look at it again and just put it back in his satchel and just keep a hand in there. I was wondering if you could answer a question for me. Of course. How can I assist you, Neris? Neris takes one quick look around, uh, and if Rue is very perceptive, you see his eyes just flick just ever so slightly. What is your interpretation of what happened with Hale? Mm. <laughs> so immediately, like, Rue's kind of like, um, not like they're like hands, they're like sort of like their body, everything just sort of seems to judder just a little bit. You kind of like figure it's some kind of weird, like, it's quite disconcerting, but it's not like uncontrollable. It's just some sort of like emotional response I suppose um and then like uh their eyes sort of like uh the light behind them just dims again and like that blue is just gone it kind of just like that just white light um but very dim and then they um the, the light just like flickers a lot and then Rue uh sort of looks back down at Neris again How did you hear? Who? Where did you come by this? Did you know, Hale? Oh, the villagers taught, didn't they? They did not, technically speaking. How did you know, then? Did you see it? I did not. Did you? No. You did not know, Hale? I did not. They were kind of like, sort of like tilts their head a little bit like a bird and just like kind of like just looms their head in closer. Like, so they're crouching a little bit more to like be more level to Nero's, but like their head's just like leaning closer, looking at him. Again, just sort of just shaking a little bit. Like the light behind their eyes is still quite dark. But it's like burning a lot more brightly, sort of like in those seams of where that black metal is, um, sort of under their breastplate, I suppose. You did know, Payoso, did you not? You were good friends. Yes. I did. Hale was another stranger to the island like me. As it said, Hale washed ashore from a shipwreck, and as it is very clever, Hale was also very clever, 
good at speaking and polite and good at getting people to do things we wanted and so very kind. Yes, I cared for him very much. Like a family. Hale was also very good at magic and it came very naturally to him. And he became better and better at it. I... Well... It might be different for someone like me. I am magic, I suppose. As you must have heard the professor say. He tried to make me remember a lot what came before the island, previous versions of me. Oh. Are you asking about what happened? How did you find out? You're not just asking about me being friends with him. I am not. To be completely blunt with you, and Neris has still got his hand inside of his satchel. Um, I'm trying to determine what happened. Of course, I don't necessarily believe everything that I hear. That is the benefit of trying to gather information from every side. Are you trying to determine what happened? Or what you would like to do with that information? I'm trying to get your idea of events. I have said this many times over to the others, but they did not listen. I will say it once to you. And then, like, Rue kind of, like, crouches down more so that their face is level with Nero's now. Hale was my friend. Good at magic. Tried to help me remember when Ezzet wanted me to forget. Hale and I would often explore the outer shores of the island together, looking for treasures where it was rockier, on a quieter part of the island. Hale was popular. I have always been on the outer. So, it was easier to explore alone. One evening, it was already raining, but so the rocks were very slippery. There had been a, a sort of fight. We Hale could always tell when there was pirates on the waters, ships traveling passage, and he thought that there might be something washed ashore. So we didn't stop. Hale was very confident, you see, and very nimble, and very good at magic, and I saw no reason to leave. So the rain soon turned into a terrible storm. 
and we started to make our way back. And all I remember is that, well, you know how the tide works. Comes very quickly, all at once, sometimes. At least it does on Acheron. You know what can happen sometimes. It was dangerous, pale, slipped, started getting dragged out. I tried to rescue him, but I'm not fast, not through water. And so I tried. And they kind of like judder again. Um, and their eyes kind of like shut her off and then shut back on her for a moment. You know how you got me into that room before when you were looking to obtain the professor's notes for him, of course. Interesting. I can do something similar. I tried to be faster through the air through the space of the air and sometimes my magic well I believe there was an explosion but I don't recall I failed my magic failed and I lost consciousness I woke back up, I'm not sure how long it was, on the ocean floor. It was some walk back to the mainland. It was quite deep. I don't know if a soft body like yours would be able to handle it, but I'm not made of the same things. Well, I managed to make my way back. There was a search party out. And conclusions were already made. My magic has gone wrong sometimes before, after all. And I seemed to always be present around people that were otherwise very well liked. And then... That's it, I can really say. That's my account of the tale. You can believe what you wish. Is that sufficient, Neris? So Rue's body language and vocal patterns have changed. Uh, yeah. A lot. Yes. Um, is there. Uh, Neris has only known Rue for a couple of days. Is there a mm. way that he can try and gather if there was some hint of truth or lies in there somehow? I mean, there's a way. It's an insight check. <laughs> We are playing TND after all. It's true. We can I see. Was, I was trying to keep the immersion. <laughs> 19 inside. Oh, wow. Ruru appears to be truthful. Mm. This seems to be their 
version of events, whether it's entire or not, but what they think, they they believe what they're saying is true. Mm. They look a lot more guarded, but also like a lot more correct than they have been so far, I suppose. They don't particularly look happy, but you can't really tell that vibe because you can't see a face or anything else, really. Uh, Neris is quiet for a moment, just kind of looking at Rue. Um, and then he'll say... And what are your plans for the future? Do you intend to continue traveling or are you interested in finding somewhere else to live to stake your claim? I'm interested in traveling. I have a great many things I want to find out. People I wish to find. That is my plan. I don't have any particulars. Leaving the island was a surprise. Perhaps we'll see where fate takes me, I suppose. Neris does smile at that. Um, I should note, it's not like the half-cocked smile that he does every now and then. It is a a full-body smile. Um, And he says... Fates do have a way of um, dealing us with surprises, and I believe it is entirely up to us what we do with that. I'm sure you will find your way. You think so? May I ask you a question, Neris? Of course. What were you doing with that orb? I was learning. Learning. I believe in a similar style to your seeing stones. My magical focus allows me to get more of an idea on what the fates have in store for me, if you will. So I was learning. And what do you think of what you found? Well, you see, and he does begin walking again. Um, he's now pacing back. Um, Bruce slowly kind of straightens up and follows him. Uh, very slowly kind of looping his way uh, back to general quarters, essentially. Um, it is 
learning and acting on what you learn are two very different things. Sometimes you don't know what you are learning until you have already learned it. And then you are not learning anymore, are you? I suppose not. You have a very curious way of putting things, Mr. Nerys. I suppose I do. My apologies, sometimes I do not really. Sometimes I don't understand what I am saying until it is already said. I'm much the same. Well, anyway, I am glad you got to enjoy the lovely weather we had today. Indeed. I am too. Nurse does like a little mental check. Like, yep, perfect, done. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> if you do have any uh, questions or concerns while you are aboard the Polaris, please feel free to uh, ask away. Of course. And one last question. How did you find out about Hale? I have... As I have mentioned to you previously, a certain interest in knowledge. I also have, if you'll excuse me, um, a very squishy and pliable body. I very much... I would very much wish to keep uh, everything together in one piece, if uh, you don't mind the expression. Um, and because of that, I want to use every avenue that is available to me to find out every piece of information that I can. Of course, control. Precisely. Like making friends with like the professors or with me. I feel like there should be some form of explanation here. I am not interacting with you uh, only to gain information. Information is wonderful. Information is great and very useful. Uh, however, I would very much like to make friends with everybody. Friends are much better than enemies. They are generally more fun to be around. This is very true. Then hopefully we will be good friends, Mr. Nerys. I hope so. Me too. Grace sort of nods. 
Naris will nod back and pick up on what he thinks is the cue for the end of the conversation. Uh, so he will do like the little two-step again, nod a third time, and then shuffle out of frame. <laughs> so, Naris, there is one final text that is somewhat pertinent that you have yet to delve into. There is, yes. Uh, the captain gave me another mission, uh, which was to find out what I could about the sin seekers and um, our lovely uh, bosun, ex-bosun, if you will. Um, Bosun missing in action. And one method of that was to uh, for Neris to read through Janice's diary. Um, so he is going to, at some stage on the uh, the travel, uh, he is going to try and sit himself down and uh, <clears throat> light a couple of incense sticks and sort of get nice and comfortable and open up the uh, <clears throat> journal with uh, one hand and just kind of prop it up on like a little reading platform and open up his notebook, uh, prop it up onto another reading platform on his left and he'll start to flick through the journal and take notes as we go. Okay. Um, so uh, to begin with, it's difficult to pin down information. There appears to be a great, great deal of things written. Uh, if uh, and a great deal of things that have written, been written, if not occurred before Janice served aboard the Polaris, nearly eleven years on sea at least. His entries aren't consistent, though. Reading gives the impression that there are probably no missing diaries, at least not during this period of time. But it's impossible to say. A lot of things are written almost as if Janice is being secretive, even to himself. Some things aren't, more simple notes. Above all, this obviously seems to be more personal than Janice was to you, which might make sense. He was very familiar with everyone, friendly, probably tried to be Tenerys beyond just being respectful and serious about his job. But while uh, this makes a lot of assumptions, uh, it's doubtful that Neris extended his reach to Janice more than anyone else. And I am going to bring Laura into kind of take control of the tour through the book as Neris uh, yeah, peruses um, it. So, yeah, as as Dobby mentioned, yeah, it's very familiar, and a lot of this might feel like the interactions Neris has had with Janice. I'm not sure how familiar Janice would be. Like, had Neris, no, the opposite. I'm not sure how familiar Neris has been with Janice. Janice has, of course, been always very cheerful, very, like, easygoing, constantly telling stories, wanting to know a lot from people. So I guess I'll let you have a think about that. But, yeah, regardless, I guess, Mitch, of what Neris would know of, ja of Janice, um, earlier on there are glimpses of some things that might ring true um, with the information that you already know as Quartermaster. Uh, towards the beginning, a date dotted nearly 11 years ago, coarsely written but bright, there is. I'm keeping this now as a memento of a new life. Leave the old behind. 
burn away the phantoms of the past. They say all great things can start with a thought. And at this moment, I set sail beyond the confines of my life before, towards my destiny. Where it shall be, I do not know, but the winds of fate will take me far from here, and that much is certain. A sailor will be a tough life, a different one, but the South Seas were offering passage, and Captain Roxley seems good to her crew. I've always been strong. Now we see if the winds will steer towards a fate greater than before. And this rings true. Uh, as Nerosi would know, Janice's first trip, uh, ship he listed in his application for promotion to bosun upon serving on the Polaris was with what was then known as the South Sea Trading Company. As fate would have it, Janice actually returned to serve again under, under Captain Nahala Roxley before he became part of the Polaris crew. This particular captain now part of the Hydra. So, skimming through... As I imagine Nimrus might be doing, if you might be looking for patterns, perhaps gaps, things. What, what, what sort of things would he be searching for? Um, so, Nimrus uh, primarily, um, there's a couple of things. The first is any reference to not necessarily the the sin seekers, although if there is anything there, who's we're going to pinpoint that. Um, but he's trying to find if there's any uh, either collaboration or connection with either um, pirates or privateers in that whether he was trying to um, either eradicate pirates or serve under pirates or something like that. Um the other thing as well, if there are any particular pages that seem uh, worn, like they've been read a couple of times or um, anything that seems to be written in a different style, um, almost that seems like it was written with a little bit more, more care or even more hurriedly, something that strikes as essentially uh janice marking it as important absolutely so yeah i guess skimming through and kind of focusing on both these discrepancies i suppose and like more purpose um and yeah less things that like janice may not have been as close like open about um in his applications and things like that um Skimming through, I guess, there seems to be some pattern during a portion of pages covering, you'd estimate, maybe two years or so, where Janice is a lot less fond of exaggeration um, and there are less compar comparative stories that refer back to this period of time. Um, these seem to cover some time spent on a ship Janice only refers to once or twice as Le Demon de la Meur, which was ten years ago. He talks of trade runs, but also mentions things like giving chase to certain things, of night runs, of doing what was needed to keep things operating the way they were and the cut they would receive. Um, he mentions a few names, including one vaguely familiar to you, I suppose, or rather familiar, and there are a few more glimpses that you get as you read on. So these are a couple of little excerpts that Neris might noticed some of these are also like they have clearly been like folded and like looked back over a few times with some smudges on on like um so like i'll also note like some of the book is written in like ink some of it's written in like pencil 
it does cover a large, seem to cover a large period of time. It's a very big, thick diary. Um, it's also like patchy, but um, here are, I guess I suppose a couple of ones that would be pertinent to this. So, one entry reads: Captain De La Frost is a hard task, Mistress, but a canny one. I can trust her judgment when we're engaging in war, and as a crew, we are greater than the sum of all our parts. The Red Phoenix were formidable. If there had been prisoners to take, I don't think my captain and the Captain Thunderbolt would have given up until there was further bloodshed under the skies. As it was, we both parted with minor casualties. I suppose it would serve us all right for picking over spoils, but next time they won't be so lucky. Pity about the ship caught in the middle, but they had their chance. At least the fish will be well fed from the spoils. My blade sung sea songs to me this night, and I know it to be true. Shognish is also well fed. Another entry um, has Nero's ponders about the fact that um, Jonas said absolutely nothing um, on, our, on that meeting only less than a week ago, um, and also feigned uh, to not know any of them. The crew are both more loyal and strong than the last few, and yet come from so many different seas. I will listen to my captain when I must, but there are others that have further ideas. Silas is one of them. He makes friends easily. Or what could be friends here anyway? He's clever during a scrap, especially when things are on board, and he sees others that are as well, me included. That's nothing new. I'm good at what I do. It's good to make friends. You miss them after a while. And there's a couple more entries that sort of mention this, and then it sort of mentions uh, these names on this ship, the Londine de Mers. Um, and no, the other one. <laughs> uh, yes, Le Demon de, de la Mer. Um, and he says, uh, the, this one seems to have like been like looked over a fair bit. Um, there's like some marks. Um, there's been a couple of like, some sort of like, you would also actually, this is also of note um, throughout this journey, from what Neris can find. Neris is quite well loaded with lots of different languages that he knows. He knows sign language. He, um, clearly knows primordial even uh, presumably there is a language that Neris would not know it does not have any basis in what he knows that is written in shorthand throughout this journal anyway there are some notes uh, this entry it's much shorter and more frequent things you would have to read more to kind of get a grasp of how things because there's again a lot to read in even this this um journey back to headquarters it reads silas says he has a plan something beyond running jobs and scuppering trade ships something that would lead to power and riches for all of us i don't know if he's spoken to the captain about it well i suppose more accurately for friends for family He's traded some secrets. I think I can trust him. What do I have to lose? I'm sure there will be plenty of tales to tell. And then there's just like a complete shift in the tone of writing. Um, uh, this one that, that was written in pencil, this is now written in ink. The handwriting is wobblier, but also like more precise. It's still clearly, from what you can tell, is Janice's handwriting. And, um,. This is the last one, I suppose, that catches your eye during this evening, while Neris has been taking notes, probably before he gets a fantasy wrist cramp, I guess. Um, and it reads, I haven't written in a while. 
The ship got damaged during a storm and I wanted to help. To show off, I guess. I'm realizing I do that a lot. I got attacked by the largest shark I've ever seen. I'm strong, I'm so strong, but it was so fast. There was a lot of blood everywhere. It nearly beat my head off. I'm not actually sure who killed it, pulled it off me. Probably Silas, one of my friends, I don't know. I had song on the seas, perhaps it was Chognash, praise their ever-reaching arms of guidance and fate. Well, my old friends, I suppose, I'm... scuppered, you could say. The blasted monster turned back to man when it was slain. The water blooming blood everywhere, that's all I remember. Captain Delafosse didn't want me on board soon after that, it seems. They knew what was going on, I suppose. Maybe even Silas had other plans, I guess. There was no protest. They dropped me off at the nearest possible landmass. Uh, a guild in the Siena Nile. I assume that's the correct pronunciation, uh, Darby? Yeah, pretty much. A guild. A guild in the Siena Nile. <laughs> Excellent. Um, that's my little sidebar. I suppose that was the best they could do. Left me near a healer and sailed away. Chance lost. Or maybe chance made... Although it seems horrible to say it, to put it that way, I change now I changed it wasn't good some died I fought some attackers or what I had become did anyway some of the attackers got me but it's fine it's good because it turns out they work for a place a facility on a guild that's where I am now they're accomplished healers or something they say they can't fix me this strain of lycanthropy they put out of it but they can help me control it. That's a good sign. And an even better sign, actually. I met a woman who's also here. Different to me, of course. Different circumstance. Been here for a while. She has the most beautiful smile I've ever seen. And kind eyes. And the seas around her are sweet and understanding. I could follow her everywhere. I could follow her anywhere. That's the end of that little excerpt. Those are some notable things that Neris might read, I guess. In this amount of time. Again, it's difficult to decipher a lot of what Janice writes. He's very purple in a lot of his prose, and he puts lots of stories in. Of course, further down the track, it's modeled by little adventures, but this seems to be a certain turning point. Some of this seems important. It looks like something that he's looked over. And again, there's a lot of writing that you don't understand. And that's what Neris finds out. Well, says anything else in particular, which is depressed, but maybe that might take him a little bit longer to read. So Neris, um... <clears throat> begins taking notes, um, in his comfortable leather-bound seat, uh, incense going, and he's, he's reading little bits and, and just sort of writing notes on his, um, in his journal and sort of transferring information and then sort of in the margins, his own thoughts. Um, there's a couple of like words with a question mark and a few other things. Um, he gets down to sort of the last couple of entries in those, that little collection um, and 
he's no longer writing in the journal. He's no longer in like a good posture. He's like hunched over and he's reading with both hands and he's looking at the whole thing. Um, and he just finishes that particular entry. Just kind of looks up and he's squinting. What? Oh, there's so much happening. Oh, I, I need oh This is a lot. This is this is a lot. Why is why were we not told any of this? Yes Ah And then he opens the journal again and continues reading. And that's where Neris is for probably yeah. the rest of the evening. Alright. Okay, so any last bits of uh, post-return admin to deal with? Um, Neris does have one final thing that he needs to do. Yeah. Um, something that the uh, the captain has requested of him. Um, and he started working on and then got very busy and or annoyed. So didn't quite finish or pencil in a time. Uh, he would like to just sort of return to his his little study, just kind of center himself for longer than one would need to normally center themselves um, and begin to cast sending to to Loren. The amount of regret in your voice that this uh, is who you're sending with. So this is going to be, so we're docking in approximately two days after this, potentially De two, three days, two, three days, maybe a couple more, depending on the weather you get, maybe a couple less, depending on the weather you get. Probably not a couple less, but like maybe one less. If you get really lucky with the weather. Perfect. Uh, so he's going to center himself. He's actually, uh, he's actually written out a, a message, which he's going to read from. Um, so he looks at it and uh, anyone just sort of looking over his shoulder uh, from the magic of television. Um, you can see it's like bits of parchment. They've all got like scribbles through them and there's, um, it's just, it's not neat in any way. Like he's writing, but it's forced in a way. Um, and he's finally got one that he looks at and reads from and he concentrates on the spell, makes that connection, and begins to cast the spell. And you hear, Loren, the Polaris will be making port at Ancasia in approximately five days' time. As per our previous conversation, I wish to talk. Please advise. And severs the connection. There is a pause, and then that smell of the sea air that accompanies Loren and her connection with magic 
as he hears Neres. Guess I'll advise. We can meet to discuss the Sin Seekers where you like, but for discussion of the storm, meet on the Phoenix. Neris, uh, just like visibly clenches. Um, doesn't like the idea of, um, uh, well, really just going to the Phoenix. Um, also the tone is just a little bit too much for Neris. Um, so there's just like uh, little bits there. Um, there is a very long pause, um, probably a couple of minutes. Um, while Neris just outwardly is just sitting at his desk with his fingers pressed together and kind of steepled in front of his face as he's just motionless thinking. Um, and then we'll pull out that little piece of wire again and point off sort of lazily north. Um, so. Very well. So these terms are accepted. We will meet to discuss the Sin Seekers at the Green Glow Cafe at one hour after sunrise. There's another pause. Then you can hear the grin, that toothy grin she gets, where it almost seems like she has fangs. Of course they're accepted. Smiley face. We'll meet you at the Green Glow after sunset. Don't be late. See you around, Solalanti. And then the last few words that she didn't use, you just hear her muttering to herself in... It takes a second and you realize it's primordial. She's speaking in these bitten-off syllables about what she can see on the horizon, the clouds in the distance. No ships. Just muttering. And then the connection severs. With the smell of sea salt disappearing. That is not what... <sighs> this... Why did it have to be me? Why am I here? What's... Why... Why me? I just, I just want to oh, just go to the aisles. You can read all the books you want. There'll be so much knowledge. You'll have a great time. And he mutters to himself.
I would pay good money to watch those two just hash it out, you know? Just, <laughs> oh. Except neither of them would. No, no, well, no. Yeah. Well, well, one punch. person will throw a punch. <laughs> and it will be a single punch. Yeah. <laughs> That's all it will take. But I'd pay good money to see it. It'd be very funny. <laughs>